I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Tubbs would crank his radio. I mean, the, the music was thumping. Um, it was really so loud it almost got, you know, deafening. Well, it was for me. I was in the back seat and he had like these big ass speakers and subwoofers and stuff. Gonzo, the Coast Guard years, Key West, Episode 4, Cruising and Christmas. At the initial shock or perhaps disappointment of being a garbage collector, I eventually got into a sort of daily routine. I found myself hanging out way more often with Brooklyn than I was Rubiano or anyone else, actually. The daily routine was pretty much breakfast, barracks, Canvas the base and occasionally do something really cool, like sweep the outdoor walkways in front of all the rooms. Yeah, so I'm being a little facetious here. I mean, it was just so much ridiculous busy work that we did, which if I had to think about it, um, we were essentially the building maintenance, the custodial engineers, if you will, which is to say we were the janitors of the building. I'm not sure this was the future I had envisioned. For myself, uh, was it exactly the particular kind of challenging work that I thought I'd be doing? I mean, we, we were just your basic manual labor. After a morning of building maintenance, we would all meet back in the lobby where they would eventually dismiss us to go to lunch. It wasn't long before I stopped going to lunch at the chow hall because, well, the food sort of sucked and the cook was an ass. I actually started ordering a small pepperoni and extra cheese pizza from Domino's, uh, like daily. Brooklyn and I would go up to my room and wait for the pizza. I usually tried ordering it just before our lunch break, so it would arrive by the time our lunch break came. Now, granted, this wasn't the best use of my money, but they also brought a two-liter bottle of Coke and sometimes Sprite if I asked for that instead. I mean, there'd always be some leftover, something to drink, that is. I mean... Uh, Brooklyn and I would inhale the pizza. Um, So one of my roommates or myself or Brooklyn would finish drinking the soda. I mean, it didn't seem like a really big deal at the time, but it was strange that after a few weeks, the folks at Domino's knew exactly who was calling when the order got placed. I was a regular for Domino's delivery. I mean, I didn't know that was a thing, but before you know it, I kept on calling and eventually they would throw in like extra stuff like, hey, we have this extra medium sized pizza that um, the order got canceled. We thought you'd want it. And so they'd bring me that. And that was always kind of cool. I'm not sure that was a sanctioned thing. 
but it turned out pretty good. Truthfully, I, I had never actually been um, been to a Domino's when I was back in Virginia. We, uh, my parents always took us to Pizza Hut, and I'll, I'll admit I was never a fan of Pizza Hut, like ever. Mostly because I didn't like the pan pizza because that's what my parents always got us, and I couldn't stand it. It was always a pan pizza supreme. It was like the shit on it that I couldn't stand. Like, who the fuck eats green peppers on a pizza? Ugh. Oh my god. Anyway, okay, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I found that I was a fan though of Domino's uh, pepperoni and extra cheese. In addition to going to Domino's a lot, I'd also acquired a taste for Fritos and jalapeno cheese dip. Um, you know, that, that cheese dip, that, that Fritos branded one that comes in a can that has like that uh, metal lid on it that's so damn sharp. If you're not careful, you get cut your finger off with it. Y- yes, I had cut myself several times with it. It was like, so there was like cheese and blood all over the place. It was disgusting. But anyway, so. I used to get or usually try to get the Fritos corn chips dip size ones. They were like the big, huge Fritos and they were freaking awesome. Um, I was lucky because right outside the back gates um, to the left of the street was a convenience store and uh, they, they always carried them. It was, it was freaking awesome. It was also the place, that convenience store, that I found out that I could buy beer. And uh, so that was cool too. An interesting thing about um, living in Key West, Florida, I mean, besides being away from Virginia and all the kind of new experiences uh, that I was uh, having, I mean, Duval Street and basically just starting to understand beach life was that that was all kind of cool. I mean, I never actually thought of myself as a beach person, Um, but hey, it, it was a thing, right? Beach people are a thing or something like that. One night, I think um, it was an evening that Brooklyn was on watch. Um, watch was basically somebody had to sit at the barracks lobby um, for a few hours or it might have been 24-7. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, basically all he did was sit. That's all he did was sit at the lobby. Um, yeah, it was the worst. There's nothing much to do. I, I don't even know if he got up and made rounds around the building. We may have. I don't remember. Uh, but so. While he was uh, out, out doing that, um, there was always something else to do. And in this particular night, I was introduced to the term cruising or whatever they called it. So Rubiano eventually had uh, come by my room that evening and asked if I wanted to hang out. I'm like, sure, what else did I have going on? I mean, except I had a nearly empty bag of chips and an empty can of jalapeno cheese dip. I mean, I had that to keep me company. Uh, but anyway, so I thought that perhaps hanging out with him might be uh, a better option. So we headed down to uh, the, the parking lot, the barracks parking lot. Um, Rubiano uh, took me over to a white car. I mean, it might have been like a Toyota Supra or maybe a Toyota Celica or something like that. that. But um, either way, it was kind of a sporty white car, though all the windows were blacked out. Um, I mean, you really did need blacked out windows in Key West. Otherwise, um, that the, the sun would beat through and it would cook you even with the AC on. I mean, because, it, yeah, it was really the sun was intense. Um, but anyway, sitting in the car was a dude in the uh, driver's seat. Uh, he was another Coastie. And um, he was a Coastie with a car, though. 
So if you had a car, that was a big deal, especially among the non-rates. Um, a non-rate in the Coast Guard is a Coastie without a rate, which means you didn't have a designation. You weren't, you know, like a bosun's mate or something like that, or a subsistence specialist, you know, a cook. So you didn't have a real uh, assigned job yet. We were all like that. As a matter of fact, when you get out of Coast Guard boot camp, there's a couple of things. You could get a guaranteed um, location or a guaranteed school. Um, and and that, that all, all of that was contingent upon, I think, your ASVAB score. But I think I talked about that in um, the boot camp season one. Anyway, so we... <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name, uh, so we're going to call him Tubbs, like Ricardo Tubbs from the TV show Miami Vice that was back in the uh, late 80s. Uh, this dude Tubbs, he was kind of cool. I showed up. He told me to hop in the back. Rubio got into the front passenger seat and we took off. Uh, so uh, Rubiano introduced me to Tubbs and um, I don't remember what he did, Tubbs that is. Um, but I, I think he was attached to one of the ships that was moored to the pier on the Coast Guard base. Uh, he might have been on one of the 82-footers. I, I, I don't remember. But we took off and we headed toward the main gate because you couldn't drive out the back gate. Um, he turned his blacked out car uh, in the direction of Duval Street. By this time, I had already sort of been up and down Duval Street on foot, you know, in the daytime and in the nighttime. And um, but I had actually not been in a car and hadn't cruised Duval Street yet. It was a totally different experience. It was interesting, to say the least. Um, it, it looked like something out of one of those cheesy sort of cop movies where you see a bunch of cars going up and down the street when all the lights were on um, in the buildings. I mean, the buildings weren't very tall. I don't think they're more than like three stories all along Duval Street. But there's lots of lights going on, different colors and stuff like that, and especially sort of the blingy lights outside of the Copa. Uh, but anyway, it, it, it was just sort of like, like out of a cheesy movie. But we thought we were pretty damn cool. At least back then we thought we were cool. Tubbs would crank his radio. I mean, the, the music was thumping. Um, it was really so loud. It almost got, you know, deafening. Well, it was for me. I was in the back seat and he had like these big ass speakers and subwoofers and stuff, uh, in the trunk. So yeah, it was pretty rough. But anyway, we were cruising, going super slow. Uh, windows are rolled up. Nobody could actually see in but we thought we were badasses. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, but hell, I was 19 and that's what 19 year old kids do, right? I mean, all we did was drive up and down Duval Street, drive super slow behind the car in front of us that was doing the exact same thing. I mean, occasionally Tubbs would stop because uh, he, he would see somebody he knew or there was some hot chick that, you know, he wanted to talk to and, you know, and here's a funny thing. We actually thought or Tubbs thought he might have a chance with one of these girls, which is why he'd stop. Because who knows? I mean, I, I'm kind of glad because if any girls actually got in the car, I, they probably would have kicked me out in the street and I'd had to walk home. And that that would be like not cool because because well, sitting in the back seat when you're cruising really isn't like the best place to be because it, it kind of shows your order in the ranking 
uh, as far as the group that was there, but whatever. I, I was being chauffeured around. It was kind of cool. Speaking of cool, so every car at least one point or another was playing that song, Push It by Salt and Peppa. Now, I, I know you're probably like singing that song in your head right now. So, models will say, You're welcome. And thank you very much for your, uh, your, your graciousness. And if you haven't heard that song, please look it up. Uh, Push It by Salt and Pepper. That, that song's a classic. Um, anyway, but everybody played it at least once. You always heard it going up and down Duval Street. And so anyway, it was, it was, it was really fun. Um, so like I had said before, you know, occasionally Tubbs would stop and he would talk to some chick and, you know, just kept talking about how he was going to try to get some action that night. But the few times that I'd actually been cruising with Tubbs and Rubiano, it was always the same thing. We always ended up exactly the same way we started out. Just the three of us. I mean, no one was getting any action, which was okay by me. I mean, cruising her up and down the, the, the boardwalk, the boardwalk, the cruising up and down Duval Street was, um, well, what else was I going to do? I mean, it was great just killing time. I mean, usually all I had was a half a bag of Frito dip-sized chips and jalapeno dip waiting for me back in my room. So, you know, this was a better alternative. We would cruise around for like an hour or so, and um, eventually we'd um, just head back to the base, and uh, we'd park our car, and that would be it. Uh, Yeah, so we did that. You know, a few times, I couldn't remember how many times we actually did it, but it was fun. Again, cruising up and down Duval Street uh, was just a totally different experience. Um, You know, I had forgotten it was the holiday season. I mean, it's easy to forget when it's hot as shit outside. Um, The things that are normally around uh, seem to uh, not be apparent in Key West as far as like, you know, holiday reminders. At least, I don't think I ever noticed them. I, I admit to being oblivious to a lot of things um, uh, then in my life, and clearly now, at this point in my life, there's a lot of things I'm totally oblivious to. I, I'm not sure, so I can't blame old age. Sadly, I think I'm still fairly oblivious. Um, yeah, it's okay. As Christmas approached, it was becoming apparent that this would be my first holiday away from my family. I had spent my birthday in boot camp, um, but that's not actually a holiday, but it's all good, right? Um, although my birthday probably should be a holiday, but that's a whole different story. I mean, I, I, I can go on on a whole tangent about that, but I will uh, spare you all that. So I think I think I remember that Christmas fell on a Friday um, in December 1987. And as far as I was particularly concerned, it was a day like any other day around four-ish. Um, I had headed over to the chow hall to eat dinner. And as I got to the building, uh, it, it, something seemed a little off. It was super quiet. The lights were off. You could see that the dining hall was empty, uh, at least from the lights that were coming in from the windows. The kitchen was dark, no banging of pots and pans, like none of that noise that you expected to hear from a commercial dining facility. I was like, shit, I had. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Missed that the base gallery, or galley gallery, galley, was closed today. Shit. I mean, at least dinner time it was closed or I, I don't know what happened. I, I just, I, I missed out. I wasn't paying attention to something. Somebody said something and I was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? And I didn't even make any arrangements for um, any type of other food. However, what I did have, which I almost always had, and you guessed it, a bag of Fritos and cheese dip. I also managed to have a bottle of Jamaican rum. I mean, I, I don't even remember where that bottle came from, but a bottle of Jamaican rum always seemed to like magically appear in the room. It was kind of cool. So I, I left the dining hall and acted like I wasn't phased by the uh, complete screw up on my part. I went back to my room, grabbed my chips and dip, a bottle of rum, flopped down onto two chairs, um, you know, uh, sat down in one and propped my feet up on the other. And uh, that was pretty much it. Um, at this point, I, I, I figured that I wasn't going to be starving tonight. Uh, it does, wasn't the, um, the Christmas meal I expected to be having. But it, so I, I don't remember if Dave was around. Um, he might have been underway or do, I don't know what he was doing. Um, Rob, uh, I think I'd invited to somebody else's house. Uh, so um, uh, somebody's place. I don't, I don't know. So he, he wasn't around that evening either. Uh, so it was just me uh, pretty much flying solo on Christmas Day. After eating most of the bag of chips and uh, killing off the, the entire can of jalapeno cheese dip, I took my turn at the rum. It was the dark rum, by the way. Jamaican rum was dark rum that I remember. Um, I didn't have anything to mix it with. I just sort of, you know, drank it straight out of the bottle. Neat, as they would say. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, that was it. I didn't even have any cups either, which, which I, I don't ever remember if we actually had cups 
ever in that room. Um, we probably did, but yeah, anyway. So things had started to get back to normal after Christmas, or at least as normal as they can get for Key West, Florida. Um, a couple of days later, I think after uh, Christmas, Brooklyn had stopped by my room and told me he'd heard a rumor about a new boot that was coming and it was a female. So when that happens, like every dude in the Coast Guard starts to pay attention because it's like a big deal when a chick shows up. Now, I vaguely sort of remember that he had said that this um, boot coming in was in the uh, boot camp company um, before mine. I mean, after mine. So they were in a class behind me. And um, but she had stayed after boot camp graduation to attend a beep, uh, B-E-E-B, which uh, I think that's how you spell it. which is essentially additional sort of classroom training so people can improve their ASFAB score and then, you know, um, try to get a, um, um, a different job or a job in the Coast Guard, go to one of the A schools. So anyway, um, I think he said he saw her during that. Um, anyway, um, so I think the person that he was describing was also someone that I thought I knew or at least I recognized. Um, he described her as the girl who came to boot camp in white boots uh, that had like the tassels off the back of them. And uh, they were like ankle high boots. And I almost immediately remembered um, who that was. Because um, during boot camp, I remember that there was, there was always a new class showing up, um, I think on a Monday. And usually by Tuesday morning, you, you're still seeing them out side of Monroe Hall at Cape May uh, in their civilian clothes. And I, I remember seeing a female recruit with white boots with the little, the little white tassels on it. Um, I mean, I wasn't 100% positive, but I was pretty sure. I mean, you couldn't forget those boots. I mean, they were like right there. So as with all rumors, the new boot showing up um, would be like the gossip uh, for the longest time, especially among the junior enlisted. I mean, it was like fucking high school all over again. People wouldn't stop talking about this new person that was showing up. I mean, and again, most of us had not been out of high school all that long. So I guess it's sort of, you know, expected, right? But the rumor sort of just kind of went around for a while and uh, we went about our normal sort of daily routine and which was, oh, look, canvassing the base. So one of the times that we were canvassing the base, we were headed over toward where the Coast Guard cutters were. So like I said previously, there were some 82-footers and some 205-foot or just called uh, 205s, um, Coast Guard cutters. There was the cutter Lipan and the cutter Ute. Anyway, those are the two larger ones that were in port there. And I... uh, they were moored up right by that seawall. So if, I don't know if any of you ever be at the Coast Guard base in Kivas, Florida, but they, they were moored right by the seawall. And I, I actually remember spending quite a few nights uh, sitting on the seawall. And you got a good view of the sunset um, sitting there. And it was kind of quiet, more quiet than Mallory Square ever was. Um, so it was kind of a cool place to hang out. But w- while we were strolling along the base, you know, Picking up palm leaves and trash. Um, a car was pulling up, um, I think, to 
our right and uh, and heading in the direction we are walking. Again, we are walking toward, um, in this case, uh, I think it was the Lipan that was the one in port. And as, as the car came alongside of us, I glanced over. It was a Coast Guard officer, a commander. I mean, you can tell it was a commander by the silver oak leaf um, things on uh, uh, collar devices that he had on his collar. That sounded a little bit redundant. The car, the, the driver looked over and slowed to a stop. And um, under, uh, under normal circumstances, um, you, you're supposed to stop and salute, greet the officer and say something like, good morning, commander, blah, 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 blah. However, this was not a normal circumstance. Almost nothing that happened to me in the Coast Guard was, was, was normal, but this was definitely not the norm. When I looked over and made eye contact with um, the, the driver of this car, the officer, I, I, I distinctly remember that I got a stupid grin on my face. And uh, I, I think I, I looked over and I saw Brooklyn. I, he almost shit himself. And I yelled out, hey, Uncle John. I walked over to the car, put my hands on the door and leaned in to talk to him. Uh, he told me about my parents had told him that I was there now and uh, asked how I was getting along. So we, we chatted for just a few brief moments. Um, he pulled out a piece of paper and wrote down some stuff on it. Uh, it turned out that it was his home address over on uh, Truman Annex and his home phone number and his house phone. Back then, people had house phones. No one had cell phones unless you were a drug dealer. And uh, that, that, that definitely was not Uncle John. So he told me that you know, I needed to come on over and hang out or, you know, just come over for dinner or whatever. Just stop by the house, uh, which was kind of cool. I mean, I probably was going to get a decent meal out of it. And I, I definitely told him I would call um, uh, or just come over because with um, this particular family, um, although calling ahead would be a great idea, most of them just ex- accepted the fact that you could just show up unannounced. So he said bye. He had to go. He had to, you know, get ready for um, the ship's morning muster. And um, so as he drove off, uh, Brooklyn and I were about ready to um, to walk away. And then we heard some people yelling from the bow of the Lipan, like screaming at us. And I remember one of them yelling over something like, hey, assholes, do you know who that was? That was our CO. You're supposed to salute him. Next time, you better show some fucking respect. I do vaguely remember feeling a little cocky and yelling something back like, yeah, I know exactly who that is. And then I kind of turned and walked off like my shit didn't stink. I mean, before we had gotten too far from the Lipan, uh, Brooklyn just looked over and said, he's your uncle? Really? What the hell? We kept on walking for a bit and I told him not to say anything. And I gave him a short recap of who Uncle John um, was to the family and that I had known him since I was a little kid and how my parents used to come visit him and his family um, in Key West, Florida. And by the way, they used to leave us as teenagers back at the house when they would go down to visit Uncle John in Key West. So anyway, but I'd asked... um, you know, Brooklyn, not to tell anybody about this guy, because that, that would be really weird that uh, he and I um, you know, had known each other since I was a little kid. 
It was also a bit um, cool knowing that had the poo ever hit the fan that I had somebody to help support to get me out of it. So there was one time a few years later that um, Uncle John getting involved in a situation because my parents had called him uh, ended up making the situation completely worse. Uh, but it was not his fault at all. It, it was literally just some people sticking their nose in other people's businesses. And it made my life difficult for a little while. But everything turned out okay in the end, so no big deal. I will be talking about that in future episodes, just not this one. So I had mentioned um, that this was still like around Christmas time or just after Christmas time. I had received a letter in the mail. Now, I I didn't receive mail all that often. And um, actually, most of us did not get uh, mail all that often. Yes, I know you're thinking, oh, that's so sad. Well. Okay, so again, it's it probably is sad, but whatever. I mean, most of us um, had joined the Coast Guard either to get away from our families or uh, just didn't have anything, you know, back home to keep us there or um, something like that. We all had reasons for leaving. So uh, not getting mail is probably not the worst thing for us. I'm not entirely sure exactly when this letter came. It it might have been uh, just before New Year's or might have been just after New Year's, but it, it fits better in the timeline to tell you about it, um, assuming it came before New Year's, because uh, then there's a whole thing about, um, you know, New Year's on Duval Street. So the, the, the letter shows up, and I remember Brooklyn uh, was in my room, and um, he was sitting on um, in, in one of the, the two chairs and I think I was on the floor. I mean, he might've been on the floor too. Just, we might've been just been hanging out, listening to the music. And uh, the, the, the letter was uh, in a letter size envelope. And um, so I'm not going to tell you who the letter was from, but if the, the person is listening to this podcast, they'll know exactly who they are. Um, but anyway, so I opened up the letter and when I reached in, it took out, out the actual letter itself, something else fell out as I pulled the letter out. Brooklyn yelled out in like his Brooklyn accent, is that a condom? I'm like, um, it's an empty condom wrapper, actually. And then we're both thinking the same thing. Someone got laid. Or maybe that was just some weird accident that an empty condom wrapper got put in this letter. But as it turns out, that's not exactly uh, how things went down. So Brooklyn was a little bit more patient than me. He was barking for me to read the fucking letter. So I'm like, okay, hold on, dude. I'm just getting there. Just chill the fuck out. There wasn't much actually in the letter. Um, and I'm trying not to paraphrase too much, but I, 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 can, I, I can almost remember this part, you know, verbatim. And it said in the letter, and I quote, Santa came on Christmas Eve. I came on Christmas Day. I'm no longer the big V. And that was pretty much all there was. And after a brief moment of silence, Brooklyn and I were howling, laughing. We were high-fiving each other, celebrating the the guy who wrote the letter. I mean, it was the funniest damn thing. Uh, We hadn't heard anything that funny in, in a while, but holy cow, it was hysterical. I mean, the next thing you know, we're, we're, we're breaking out like the, um, a, the bottle of Jamaican rum again. We're taking celebratory swigs out of it and hooping and hollering and high-fiving again and, you know, 
gyrating our hips going, woo, yeah, buddy, yeah. And I, I, we were acting like it was our accomplishment. It was, the, it was, it was, it was, it was fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's we, um, clearly we were living our, um, our life through somebody else's uh, Christmas Day gift. And how funny is that? Santa came on Christmas Eve. I came on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas! <laughs> You've been listening to Guns of the Coast Guard Years Key West, written and produced by Tim Gonzalez, and I'm Nicholas Gonzalez, the voice guy. Join us next week for another episode of Gonzo the Coast Guardiers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.